This is Fresh. Good morning, Emma. How are you doing? Morning, Fresh. How are you? I'm good. For people who are hearing you for the first time, quickly tell us about your book. What is your book called? Where can we find it? Well, I've written a book called Don't Film Yourself Having Sex um, and Other Legal Advice for It's published by Penguin and it's available everywhere. You can get it on Calvary, there's a Kindle version and at all good bookshops. And what we've aimed to do, Fresh, is to try and sort of codify all these difficult laws and rules and guidelines around how to use social media, how to, cost, how to use it in the workplace. It's quite practical stuff, there's which I think we're going to be talking about today, about what happens to your social media accounts after you die. Oh, uh, yes. Um, it's, it's a topic that's been in the news a lot in the last couple of weeks, Fresh. Um, we saw the tragic accident uh, that killed Simba and um, Katie Shea. And it's been rather a strange couple of weeks because I think a lot of people have been going to the various social media accounts um, of these, of these two people who, who died, um, and using these accounts almost as a modern day gravestone. Yes. You know, yes. where, where people can sort of publicly mourn, um, people writing messages, uh, writing messages to family of the people. made really, um, a timely week to talk about what does your social media accounts after you die. Okay, Emma, your, your line is a bit bad. Can you just move around just a little bit, please? I'm in East London. Yeah, we must just try try find the sweet spot. Okay, so so you pass away. Your account is still active. Uh, what ought to happen, and can you have your family get involved? Yeah, so your family can or any family can request a Facebook. Okay. So delete it. Any luck? Uh, no, no, your line is uh, still a bit uh, yucky. I've walked outside. Is that any better? Ah, uh, perfect. Yes. Okay. okay. So, okay, how, so sorry, how does your family Grace. get involved? <laughs> okay, so an immediate family member can request that Facebook delete a page of a deceased person. You can also request for an, a deceased person's page to be what they call memorialized, ah. which means that it still exists, but it's not active. Uh, you can't actively write on the page. You don't get a, a notification, a reminder of the person's birthday. Um, but all the existing data, all the photographs and all the previous status updates are all there for anybody to access. And I think that's probably one of the best ways to go because, mm. you know, bad days fresh of inheriting a shoebox of photographs and letters from somebody who has died. Yes. I don't know when you last uh, printed any of your photographs, but my view is that, you know, if you want somebody to be able to access all that information, uh, you have to make provision for them to, to be able to access it digitally. Mm. Um, you know, the other time we've seen it in the news in the last couple of weeks was with the Van Bredaars, uh, the Stellenbosch family, the, the, the axe killing. Yes. Uh, quite interestingly, Facebook closed the pages of the two parents um, Teresa and Martin. Henry, the surviving son, um, his Facebook page was also closed. But uh, the other two siblings, their Facebook pages were still open. So, um, so, so do you think the pages were closed because a family member requested it? I do, I do. It can also be police involvement. Um, as uh, as you would have read, uh, the, the surviving son, is, a, uh, is there's been all sorts of uh, speculation about whether or not he was involved. So it could perhaps have been a police request. Police has a kind of a hotline to uh, to a lot of these platforms, to Facebook, to Instagram, yes. um, and to Twitter. 
So it's just, I think, something that people need to start thinking about. If you want people to be able to access your account, you actually need to start making provision for it in your will. As, as, as sort of bizarre as that sounds, um, I would say it's, it's pretty good advice. So what would you advise then uh, people put in the will? I think, you know, it depends what you want to happen to that, that uh, the, the account. If yes. you want the account to exist after you die, then I think you need to leave specific instructions for your executor that you don't want your Facebook page deleted, that you do want other people to be able to still look at that information. Mm. The tricky thing is that Facebook's terms say that you can't ever give your password to anybody else. That even includes in a will. Yeah. So, uh, so theoretically, and I say theoretically because Facebook's terms aren't enforced very stringently in South Africa. Yeah. You know, for example, uh, Facebook isn't available to children under the age of 13. Well, <laughs> I can't tell you how many babies I'm friends with on Facebook. And I've never <laughs> seen an account shut down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got people who start, uh, friends who start Facebook accounts for their babies, you know, literally the day they're born. Um, and I've never seen any of those kind of accounts um, being closed down by Facebook. So, sure. so you know, so I think, you know, for me, I, w- I would make provision to leave my passwords um, for my email accounts, um, for, for um, you know, my uh, Facebook account, my Twitter account, um, to, to the executor so that that information can be accessed after I'm gone. And uh, self-destruct for your hard drives. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what you've got on your on your hard drive, Chris. I hope you've been taking my advice over the week. Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. Now, I follow Joan Rivers, and uh, the yes. other day... A dead John Rivers tweeted, and then I found out it's the daughter. Wow. You see, this is the other thing, is that the people do leave, because, you know, this is, the, this is something that we're seeing developing all the time. There has to be a commodity, Fresh, in yes. a big Twitter following. There, it has to be worth something. So it's almost like it's becoming an asset. And you can leave your other assets to people. Um, so why can't you leave your online assets, you know, your sort of voice from the grave, as sort of eerie as that sounds? We're starting to see it in the corporate context as well. Mm. You know, if, I, um, if I'm employed by a company and uh, one of my jobs is to tweet and engage followers and, you know, as a marketing tool, um, and suddenly I've got a few hundred thousand followers and I leave that company, well, then who owns the account? Mm. Mm-hmm. Who owns those followers? Because they have to be worth something. Sure. You know, when I uh, when I left, I worked for a big law firm called Weather Wentzel. When I left Weather's, um, they owned every word of every single document, letter, summons, affidavit, every single thing that I drafted yes. while I was employed by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the law: is sure. that if you do something in the course and scope of your employment, then it belongs legally, intellectual property, to the company. So, so what about social media accounts? And we're starting to see it going to court all the time. There was mm. just this big one in, in New York where a guy was managing an account called Phone Dog with two Gs on the end. Uh, he left the company. He just changed the name of the account to his personal name and took all the followers. Yeah. And it went to court and they valued each follower at $2 per follower. So they said, well, either you hand back the account or you pay us all this money. Um, so we're seeing those kind of developments as well in the corporate context. Mm. Do my followers belong to 5FM? Sorry, say it again? Do my followers belong to 5FM? Just You know, it's a, big, it's a very big debate, that. Um, I think where you start putting the intellectual property of the, of the company, so mm. if your name was 5FM Fresh, yeah. um, and if you only tweeted while you were, while you were on air, mm. um, 
the thing is, you guys, you it's a slightly more complicated legal arrangement because you guys are independent contractors. Mm. You know, mm. you're not full-time employees of Five FM. You sell them the, the number of hours that you're on air. Sure. But, you know, it is a very, very touchy subject around the world. And, 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 um, and, and, I've got and, and, no doubt that there are other, sorry, there are no, I've got no doubt there are other radio presenters working in South Africa yeah. that when somebody else takes over their show, they'll take over their Twitter account as well. Mm. I've and, got no doubt. And about these that. are things that should be discussed so that uh, there's clarity and there's nothing that's unclear. I couldn't agree more. Forward. I think these things need to be decided up front. Yes. Um, because you don't know, see legal battles later on. If somebody mm. came to me and told me they own my Twitter account, I'd be absolutely furious. But I'm afraid it's something that's happening more and more. Exactly. Uh, Emma, thank you very much. We'll speak to you in a week. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, her name is Emma Sadler. Follow her on Twitter. S-A-D-L-I-E-R. Emma Sadler on Twitter. Friendship Live on 5FM.